Hello everyone, good morning. It is Wednesday morning. I almost said Friday because she said Friday just now. It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> so welcome to the live broadcast. Um, I have a word. So it's amazing how God speaks. Um, it's so sometimes he speaks in different ways. Sometimes he speaks, you know, like you can hear a sentence. Sometimes it's like a, almost like a, he reminds you of a scripture. Sometimes you hear someone else's voice speaking a certain thing. God reminds you of what someone said. Sometimes he just, you know, says, go to that scripture, you know. So um, I just want to put that there. This morning, I, I just said, Holy Spirit, just what is on your heart? What do you want to say? What is the thoughts of the Holy Spirit today? What are you saying? What do you want? What, what's your, how do you feel? What is, what, what is on your heart? And, uh, and then I was asking him and asking him and asking him and asking him. And then he just said, why don't you just open the word? And I opened the word and this is the scripture. Okay? <laughs> so just listen to this. Jeremiah 8 verse 8. Okay? He says, how can you say we are wise and we have the written law of the Lord and are learned in its language and teachings? Behold, the truth is the lying pen of the scribes has made of the law a falsehood, a mere code of ceremonial observances. The wise men shall be put to shame. They shall be dismayed and taken captive. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom and, and broad, full intelligence is there in them? Okay? So, God says, listen, if we're going to put human doctrines and the letter of human doctrines and traditions above the word of the Lord and reject the word of the Lord, we're going to be made to nothing. Okay? So, Lord, lead us in wisdom. Lord, reveal your word. What is the word of the Lord saying? Okay, so there's a lot of people that have uh, the lying pen of the scribes <laughs> has made the law a falsehood. So a lot of what you've heard, spoken, taught out of the Bible is false, is lies. Okay, a lot of it, people use scriptures, but then they write volumes. They write volumes and they turn the law of the Lord into something it is not. And they reject the word of the Lord. All right? So let our hearts constantly be open to hear from the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit really saying to us? Let us not be caught up in dogma. Let us not be caught up in our, even in doctrines that we think is truth. Constantly ask, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Lord, what is the word of the Lord? What is the word of the Lord to the church today? What is the word of the Spirit of God in this time? Right? So we can't say, oh, I, I grew up in this tradition, and I grew up in that church, and, you know, my family paid for those, those rows of benches, you know, and we're going to sit in those rows of benches, and no one else is allowed to sit in those rows of benches. And, you know, and my grandfather, great-great-grandfather carved all the wooden work, and, you know, and all, all those things are good and well, you know. A building is an awesome thing, and God does have plans with buildings, that's for sure. Okay, 
But let's not honor the building so much as that, that, that we make a tradition of it and reject the word of the Lord and, um, and basically miss what the Holy Spirit is, is saying. So what is the Holy Spirit saying today? That is what we should be asking. What's on the heart of the Holy Spirit? That's what we should be asking. Um, and not to try and force our dogma and our doctrine, whoever we are, on someone else or even on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit has been trying to, to speak to people who simply reject what the Holy Spirit is saying because it's different from what they were taught. Okay? So um, I'm sorry, but the Holy Spirit is one and the Holy Spirit is the same. And if the Holy Spirit speaks to one person, he will speak the same thing to another person. So the Holy Spirit is not confused. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a split personality disorder. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, and His voice is the same throughout all the generations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? So if we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the Word, the Holy Spirit will speak to us through the Word. But, and, and yet there are hundreds of thousands of denominations, and they all fight. Okay? And there's divisions, and there's factions, and there's politics. Jesus. <laughs> what about the Holy Spirit? What is he saying? What's on his heart? Okay. Can we have no mercy for one another's failures? Yeah. Do we always have to sling the mud to someone who's made a mistake somewhere? And no, oh, I'm not going to walk with him because. <laughs> and he's been teaching that. So. <laughs> if we're going to keep on holding grudges in our hearts towards people made in the image of God, then we're going to get nowhere. The question isn't, what did that guy say? What did that guy teach? The question is, what is the Holy Spirit saying? And if all of us just ask, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What is this scripture saying? Holy Spirit, will you constantly keep me in the truth? Okay, so when Jesus said, in John chapter 14, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, he will send a comforter. He said, the spirit of truth, and he will lead you in all things. And he will reveal to you all things. Okay, so the spirit of truth has been given to us through faith in the blood of Jesus. But the blood of Jesus is, certain, is not taught in certain churches. The blood of Jesus is not a theme that runs through the doctrines and the teachings of many churches. There's people who've been in church for 20 years that has never heard of the blood of Jesus. So what are you talking about then? If we're not talking about the blood of Jesus, how are we going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? How are we going to know him? So, you know... There's the, the creed of Nicaea that says, you know, I believe in God the Father, you know, the creator of heaven and earth, and I believe in Jesus Christ, his son. You know, he was born of the Virgin Mary. He was, um, you know, the, under the hand of Pontius Pilate. I only know the Afrikaans in my head. So, now, <laughs> so okay, so and he was crucified and buried, and he was raised again, you know, and he ascended to heaven. And all those things I agree with. And on all those things that's written, it's out of the word. And I have revelation on all those things. So there's a lot of people that says that, but they have no idea how deep it goes. Okay? But then there's this one line. I believe in the Holy Spirit. 
And in some churches, that's all you hear of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> but I believe in the Holy Spirit. But in some churches, you never hear of the Holy Spirit. And the voice of the Holy Spirit is completely foreign to them. So what, what I'm saying is, it's not about now mudslinging them either. The question that all of us should be asking is, what is the Holy Spirit saying? And what's on the heart of God? What is God trying to say to us today, now? And for us to really, really be accurate in hearing his voice, we need doctrines that's focused on the cross of Jesus Christ, the blood of Christ, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, because that is the overshadowing context of the whole book. That's what the whole book is about. From Genesis to Revelation, that's what, what it's about. It's the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Okay? So if you see the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on every page, you will have revelation like you can't believe. Okay? Like you can believe. <laughs> okay. So the question isn't what, yeah, but this doctrine, yes, but that doctrine. No, I don't care about this doctrine, that doctrine, this church, that church, this, this scribe, that Pharisee, this pastor, priest, whoever you are. Okay? Yes, but so-and-so wrote in his book. Don't come with me, so-and-so wrote in the book. Come with scripture. Yeah. I don't go with so-and-so's doctrine books. I don't study those things for years and years and years so that you're so indoctrinated that you can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's not about indoctrination so that we are pre-programmed to see certain things in the scriptures. Take off your religious glasses. Yeah. Take off your preconceived ideas when you read the word and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. When you read the Bible, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What is on your heart? Holy Ghost, what do you want to say to the church today? Yeah. So 10 minutes ago, no, it's longer now. What's the time? 20 minutes ago, I said to God, I'm going to speak to your people in your name in 10 minutes, and I better have something to say. <laughs> I said, I'm going to speak in your name. Yeah. So I want to know what's on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But meanwhile, me asking the question is exactly what was on his heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he was already speaking. All right. So let's just go. Uh, I want to go to Mark chapter 7. See, my ma and my schoonmaak kijk, morgen ma, morgen schoonmaas, lekker ma en ma hier and my, my school mom, my clean mom, <laughs> my mother-in-law has a birthday today. Happy birthday. We just hope you have the most awesome year. Yeah. Okay, be blessed. Okay, Mark, what did I say? Mark chapter 7. All right. Let's just read in just verse 13. Thus you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition. You are nullifying, making void, of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition. Okay? Listen, people. If we're going to exalt traditions, the traditions of the elders, 
above the word of God, then don't be surprised if the word of God has zero effect in your life. Do you want the word of God to set you free? Many do. Many are set free. But there's always more freedom. So the spirit, where the spirit is, there is freedom. He says, the Lord is the spirit. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. The Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lord means he's in charge. Lord means authority. So that you can just as well say, by the traditions of men, you are making void of no effect the spirit of the word. The Lord is the spirit. So if the spirit is not saying it, it's letter. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 says, It is him who has qualified us and made us fit to be dispensers and ministers of a new testament of the spirit. Not by the legally written code. For the code of the law kills, but the Holy Spirit makes alive. And you ask why there's so many dead churches. You ask why there's so many people who are spiritually completely dead, but they're in Sunday, Sunday service every week. Okay? There's so many people reaching out to God, reaching out to God, but then they feel disappointed. They feel disappointed because I, my whole life I've been serving God, but when I pray, nothing happens. So it must be God's will. Hey, you have no idea who he is if you reason like that. How about you just stop honoring the traditions that's making the word of God to, of no effect in your life? How about you just walk away from those traditions? You're not fastened there to a pole. Get in your car and go somewhere else where the word of the Lord is honored. And with the word I mean, the spirit is speaking. So the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God himself. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. So how did the word make all things? Genesis 1. The Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. The Spirit hovered, and he spoke. Let there be light, and there was light. So the word created everything. Oh, how did it happen? The Spirit spoke. So if the Spirit is not speaking, leave. If the Spirit is not speaking... Get in your car that took you there and go somewhere else. And don't wait till the end of the sermon. Just go. And don't wait till the next Sunday service. Don't even go there. Just go somewhere else where the Spirit is speaking. I'm serious. I don't care if you come here or somewhere else. Just go to where the Spirit of God is speaking. We're not the only church where the Spirit of God is speaking. Maybe he's speaking clearer somewhere else. Then go there. But I'm just saying, you can't afford to entrust your whole life yeah. to people preaching traditions to you mm. by the lying pens of the scribes. Mm. Keeping you in bondage in something that the law was never meant to be. Yeah. If you really see Christ crucified, you will see that the law of Moses was given mm. so that sin could be ju- uh, punished judged and then he came uh, born of a woman made under the law to redeem us from the curse of the law 
So he came, born as a party to the, to the covenant, to the contract, and he fulfilled everything for you. You see everything written in the law. It was spoken of him. Okay? So when you read the, the, the word of God, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? The fact that we have the Bible, people suffered for it. People shed their blood just to have a translation. The fact that we have a Bible, Jesus shed his blood so that we can have this revelation, so that we can have the Spirit speaking to us. So don't just take it for granted. Don't just think, ah, oh, you know, one church is as good as the other. It's not. And I'm, I'm here, I'm bringing a dividing line. If the Spirit is speaking, go there. If the Spirit is not speaking, leave. Okay? Because the traditions of men will make the Word of God of no effect in your life. It's a life and death situation. Okay. So every, every week we go for our death injection and we wonder why nothing works. Okay? All right. Now, nullifying, making void, and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This is not a rebuke. <laughs> okay. All right. Verse 17, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to evangelize by preaching the glad tidings in the gospel, not by verbal eloquence, lest the cross of Christ should be deprived of force and emptied of its power and rendered vain, fruitless, void and value and of no effect. Okay, so if, if the place where you're hearing the word from is more concerned of ver about verbal eloquence, than it is by the content of the message that they're bringing to you. Leave. Because it empties out the power of the cross of Christ. It's taking the power and the wisdom of God and removing all the inside of it and giving you an empty shell. Okay? It's not going to change your life and it's not going to bring salvation to your life. There's a lot of people stuck in those systems that's not even saved. So, with that, I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. I'm mentioning no names. But what I'm saying is, if the Spirit is speaking, then hear. Do not harden your hearts. Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 3 says, uh, when you hear the voice of the Spirit, do not harden your hearts. So, you will have to harden your heart against the voice of the Holy Spirit by continually clinging to the tradition rather or to the verbal eloquence or to the system of a certain church if you know the holy spirit is really tugging on your heart to go and seek him else somewhere else okay do not harden your heart if the holy spirit is speaking to you if you're in bondage where you are leave go somewhere else okay all right for the story and the message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. So the message of the cross is the manifestation of the power of God. The message of the cross, just spoken plainly as it is, okay, 
even with someone that's not really a good speaker, even with someone that's not verbally eloquent, like Peter, the fisherman, okay? Without? Homiletics. <laughs> Let's have miracles. Let's have words of knowledge. Let's have what the Spirit is up to. Instead of long names describing the way that I'm rejecting the word of the Lord. Okay? Listen, I'm not against someone practicing to so that people can actually hear what you're saying so that's that's fine you know i i I know a preacher (laughs) the first time i heard him preach i had no idea what he was saying like no none zero okay he's from america okay so now we're good friends okay so but you know after a while i thought hey preach you're coming through okay he's starting to you know because he started to enunciate some words and you know but in the beginning, I, <laughs> it's like, was there any words in that? I don't know. <laughs> so it's fine, you know, if someone helps you. I'm not against that. But, you know, you get that certain, you know, this is a little boring Okay, the story, just speak to someone like you speak to your friend. Out of your heart, just speak about the awesome stuff of God. It has a certain ring to it. Okay, because you, you say what's in your heart, it's alive to you. You speak to someone. It's not, oh, this doctrine. Who are you kidding? Who are you going to help? Who are you going to help with that? What, what did that dogma, that doctrine, what did it do? Did it change your life? If it hasn't, why are you speaking like that? Why are you talking in that way? Why are you even saying the things? That you were taught. If, it's, if it hasn't even changed you. Okay. For the story is absurdity to those who are perishing. So just to speak. Oh the cross is just one subject. There's so many things in the word. Is it? It is the subject. Okay. It's what the whole thing is about. For it is written. I will baffle. Render useless. Destroy the learning of the learned and the philosophy of the philosophers and the cleverness of the clever and the discernment of the discerning. Oh, the discerning. I will frustrate and nullify them and bring them to nothing. Okay. So they must be proud then because God says he sets himself against the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Brackets, amplified, those who are humble enough to receive it. Right. Where is the wise man, the philosopher? Where is the scribe, the scholar? Where is the investigator, the logician, the debater of this present time and age? Has not God shown up the nonsense and the folly of this world's wisdom? For when the world, with all its earthly wisdom, failed to perceive, recognize, and know God by means of its own philosophy... God in his wisdom was pleased through the foolishness of preaching. Salvation procured by Christ to be had through him. To save those who believed. Okay, I'm just going to jump to the King James here. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Okay, so salvation comes like this. 
someone who has the Holy Spirit. That's kind of a prerequisite for you to be a preacher. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, shut up and sit down. Okay, if you have the Holy Spirit, rest in him, get out of your own mind and let him speak. Whatever he wants to speak, let him speak. Okay, so it works like this. The Holy Spirit speaks through someone, not only a preacher, through someone who has the Holy Spirit. What happens? The hearer hears what the Holy Spirit is saying. And as he hears what the Holy Spirit is saying, the Spirit of God, those words, the Spirit himself enters their hearts and stirs most holy emotions and persuades them. First Corinthians, uh, yeah, First Corinthians 2, verse 4 in the Amplified. Okay, stirring up in the minds of my hearers most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we need the power of God simply to believe. So if the power of God isn't in the preaching, if the, and it's not in screaming. I'm not a screamer. My voice, I have a weak voice. I'm not going to be able to scream. I have a microphone. So I just talk like this because I can't scream. After a while, I'm so, so hoarse or hoarse. Or I'm, you know, I'm, what's yes in English? Horse. Okay. Horse. Okay. That I, that I, I, you won't even hear what I'm saying. So I'm, even, you know, if I sing, I have to kind of hold back. Otherwise, my voice just goes, you know. I don't have a strong voice. So I'm not going to be able to scream. So the power of God is not in screaming. But the power of God is not in not screaming either. The power of God is in the Holy Spirit. So is the Spirit speaking or not? So that's the question. And so we need to be asking this question, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Because if we're saying what the Holy Spirit is saying, it will be powerful and it will touch people's hearts. It will be like, you know, laser surgery accuracy for every person sitting in the place. But otherwise, it will just be, oh, and, oh, it goes over your head, you know. Okay. Did you see that song? I'll share the link on, on the, on, there's a, there's a song, okay. The, the guy that does the song, his name is Prophet. You can, you can uh, look it up on YouTube, Sir Tir. If you're Afrikaans, otherwise, it, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what does it help we attend church? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit isn't there. Yeah. What does it help we study all these doctrines, but the Holy Spirit isn't in it? What's the point? But what is the Holy Spirit saying? He can say one sentence to you, and your whole life is turned just right side up. Okay? Okay. Where were we? Okay, let's just read... Verse from verse 21. For when the world with all its earthly wisdom failed to perceive God, you know, please God by the foolishness of preaching that saved them that believe. Verse 22. For while the Jews demandingly ask for signs and miracles and the Greeks pursue philosophy and wisdom, we preach Christ crucified. So that's what Christians do. The Jews do this. They ask for signs. The Greeks, they pursue philosophy. So if you're a Christian... Leave those things alone. Okay? I did study legal philosophy. It was part of my degree. And a lot of those things I thought, you know, I wish these guys would just get the Holy Spirit. I wish they, 
all these questions that they're asking is so simply given by the Holy Spirit. Okay. To those who are, no, where are we? Verse 20, we preach Christ crucified, preaching which is to the Jews a scandal and an offensive stumbling block that springs a snare or a trap. And to the Gentiles, it is absurd and utter unphilosophical nonsense. So if you think what I'm saying is unphilosophical nonsense, hey, wake up. What is the Holy Spirit saying? If you think, oh, yeah, that guy didn't even study theology, so what is he saying? Neither did Stephen, neither did Peter, neither did, well, Paul studied, and then he said, I count it all as loss for the joy of knowing him. None of the apostles had degrees, except Paul, and he renounced his degree. So just think about that. And we have the same Holy Spirit. With that, I'm not saying we all should be as dumb as we can and, you know, try not to know anything. No, study the scriptures to show yourself approved. Not to talk yourself approved, to show yourself approved. Study the scriptures so that you have substance to give. Okay? So study. I did study, but I studied what anointed people said. And I, I, was, I was in the word for years before I went into the ministry. Okay? I was in the word day and night. Day and night. For years. So while I was doing my legal studies, you know, I, then, then this Bible school thing that I did at night, but even that wasn't... It was to me about the anointing. What is the Spirit of God saying? So I was listening to tapes. And CDs started coming to through in the churches then. Okay, so, so um, there was nothing on YouTube yet. Okay, so, <laughs> so I was just listening and listening and listening. What is the Spirit of God saying? Wow. This revelation, and this revelation, and this revelation. Then I would go to church again there with Prophet Kovas. Then I would hear him say stuff, and he would refer to last week's message, but I didn't hear last week's message, so I got all the tapes between last week and this week. And then he refers to that um, uh, series. Then I would have to get the series for because he just referred to it. So I can't listen to the rest of the sermon if I didn't first get the series. So I listened and listened day and night to sermons. Of someone who knows the Holy Spirit, who has actual revelation in the Word. So, did I study? Yes. I just didn't go for a paper. I didn't go for the approval of men. I wanted what the Holy Spirit is saying. So, I'm saying it again. What is the Holy Spirit saying? What's He saying when you read the Scriptures? What is He saying to you today? What is He saying through you? What is the Holy Spirit's plan for your life? You need to be asking these questions. And if people are not addressing it, if people are not speaking by the anointing, listen, listen, leave. There's nothing for you there. Go. Okay? You're going to stay there for the rest of your life and you're not going to hear. If you haven't heard him speak in the last 20 years, you're not going to hear him speak in the next 20 years. Just go. Go somewhere with the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I think maybe someone prayed and asked for some. God, ask God to, for me to speak about this or something. This is not what I usually do. Okay. For the, those who are called with a Jew or Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So the foolish thing the, that as is source in God, so people regard the gospel as a foolish thing and a weak thing. 
The foolish thing that has its source in God is wiser than men. And the weak thing that springs from God is stronger than men. For simply consider your own call, brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential and powerful. Not many of higher and noble birth. No, for God selected and deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame. And what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. God also selected what in the world is low-born and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might depose and bring to nothing the things that are. God is going to use people that you think is no good. And he's going to do such tremendous signs and wonders and miracles through them. That you and all your cleverness, cleverness, cleverness will be put to shame. I'm speaking not you to every individual listening. I'm speaking you to the, to the person who is rejecting the word of the Lord and going for the traditions. Okay. All right. First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. Oh, I'm already over the time. Okay. Just listen to this. But the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares. So the Spirit is speaking now. Okay? The Holy Spirit declares that in latter times some will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. That means somewhere you're going to hear doctrines that's going to undermine your faith in the cross. Because we just heard in 1 Corinthians 1. That the preaching of the cross is the power and the wisdom of God. Okay, the same thing. Uh, Galatians chapter 3. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has tricked you? Cast a spell on you. He says, unto whom before your very eyes Jesus Christ was openly, graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. He says, uh, let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the law? through the traditions of men, or was it by hearing a message of faith and believing it? So what does it help you? You have 60 degrees and you're doctor five times over, okay? But you don't have the Holy Spirit. What's the point? Then it's just another lying pen of another scribe. Okay. Because let all men be liars and let God be truth. Okay. The Holy Spirit says, some will turn away from the faith. So faith in the, in the cross of Christ is what brings the Holy Spirit on the scene. Giving attention to deluding, seducing spirits. So people so want to honor the tradition. Oh, you know, once it's Afrikaners and what's it a rachum to do? Yeah, sure, you have. You have. The same, oh, we're English and we're, uh, where's the Germans? And we go to this and this church. Hey, your tradition is going to kill you. Just go for the Holy Spirit. He speaks any language. Okay. <laughs> Giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. So if it's turning your attention away from cross, from the cross of Christ, the, the blood of Jesus, it's a doctrine of a devil. Okay. Verse 2. Through the hypocrisy 
and pretensions of liars. Okay, so Jesus said, be, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Did someone bring him bread? Why is he talking about leaven? He says, beware. They thought maybe the Pharisees have some kind of leaven that's not, not very good in the bread, you know. It's like, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So what is hypocrisy? They lay burdens on people, but they themselves cannot do it, and they don't lift a finger to help them do it. But they have the pretension that they all have it, you know, everything is, we, we can do this. You know, whitewashed tombstones inside dead bones. Okay, that even rhymes. Okay, bumper sticker for someone. Okay, <laughs> okay. Through the hypocrisy and pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared, cauterized. I want to read you the King James. I love the King James here. It says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron. Did you see that advert years ago of enterprise? Shh, enterprise, okay? You know, it's like when, when you brand a, a cow or a bull, you know, and it's got these letters and you put the thing in, in a blowtorch. And that thing is glowing hot, okay? And then you push it against that poor animal's bum. That's what happens to your heart if you listen to this hypocrisy, to people speaking lies, writing lies without the Holy Ghost. If you can't perceive the presence of God somewhere, leave, run as fast as your little legs can take you. Run to your car and drive away, but keep to the rules of the road, okay? All right. <laughs> but go, go somewhere where the Spirit of God is speaking. You can't go on like this. You can't go to, oh, I'm going to change that church from the inside out. I've heard it before. I'm going to study and I'm going to go and I'm going to take this position at that place because I'm going to be the one that changes. No, firstly, you're out of line because you're against the authority of that place. So you come as a rebel and you try to overthrow the authority structure of a certain place. That's not how God works. God doesn't want to infiltrate Satan and, and work up in the ranks and, and then, you know, kind of do something within Satan's ranks. God is not a rebel against Satan. God just sends you to speak. And you honor him and you just speak. So if there's no church that wants the doctrine that you know the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, just rent a place, buy chairs, put it in and say, we're having church, let's hear the word of the Lord. So don't criticize the church, be the church. Don't frustrate yourself in, in systems that doesn't want the word. Go out and preach the word of the Lord. You be the voice. If there's no one else, that wants the voice in the church systems. Listen, there's only one church. There's only one church, and it's every believer with Jesus in their hearts. And those churches, unfortunately, are in some of those denominations. Not all denominations are bad, but most of the denominations started with some kind of a freedom, some kind of revival, 
and then they made a tradition of it. You can take any revival, any man of God. There was the fire of the Holy Ghost. And then when he died, they took his doctrines and they made that the tradition. And all, everything faded out and nothing came to nothing. You be the voice. You be the one speaking what the Spirit is speaking. But for you to speak what the Spirit is speaking, you need to ask this question. Holy Spirit, what's on your heart? What are you saying today? Okay? So you don't have to respect the, the authority of traditional structures and things. You have to respect the authority of the Holy Ghost. Even, even uh, Peter said it. In Acts chapter 4, he said, he spoke to the Pharisees. He said, whether it's good in your eyes that we be obedient to you or not, you must decide for yourself. But we can't help but speak of what we saw and heard. So, Lord, give to your servants boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand, performing signs and wonders and miracles. They didn't want them in the synagogues. They didn't want them in the temple. So they went to preach in the streets. And thousands came. So, what is the Spirit saying? Right? Don't be tricked and don't be uh, manipulated to stay under the doctrines of a lying pen or to stay under the doctrines of someone speaking lies in hypocrisy. All right. Amen. <laughs> so, may you be blessed. I'm sorry for shaking your boat, but I'm not sorry. Okay. So, just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You follow the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But if I'm right, then listen. Okay. Holy Ghost, we thank you for your grace. I just pray that every heart will just be touched and encouraged today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will just clearly speak to every person. Lord, I just pray. I, I, didn't, uh, I, just, I don't want unnecessary suspicions to be awakened. I just want people to hear your voice. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak clearly to every person in Jesus' name. I pray that you speak clearly to every person in Jesus' name. I pray that you bless the churches. I pray that the Holy Ghost will be in every church. I pray that every pastor and every prophet and every evangelist, everyone preaching, every doctor so-and-so, every I don't care what the titles are. I'm not against those things in principle. Lord, I pray that all their hearts will be set on fire by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I pray that, the, that your spirit will be the one speaking in every church in this nation. Every church of everyone watching in Jesus' name. I pray for Holy Ghost revival everywhere. And Lord Jesus, where people, uh, where people are under the teaching of doctrines, of devils, I pray that you give them clarity, give them courage and, and strength to just leave and lead them to where they should be. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Please see my heart in this. I'm not attacking the body of Christ. I'm speaking to the body of Christ to come out of bondage. All right. Be blessed, everyone. Um, let me just greet a few people. I see this. Hey, Naomi, William, bless you. And Marie Roos, bless you, Marie. Martinet van Poch, bless you. Martinet, jy is by awesome kerk. Ok, my ma Roosa, en ek het hulle allemaal gegroet, en ek skoon Marietta. Blessings to you all. Love you. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Amen.